Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Little ball, he tries to knock it away. Inside, a swing pass. Washington to Hardy. Quarter three. Hardy party is on. One point game. Jaden Hardy with a spark to help the Dallas Mavericks End up beating the Washington Wizards for their fifth straight win, 112-104. That was the call on Bally. This is Sean, RJ, and Bobby on DFW Sports Station as we welcome in the radio voice of the Dallas Mavericks, Chuck Cooperstein, on the DNM Leasing Hotline here on 105.3 The Fan after last night's call. Good morning, Chuck. How are you? Good morning, guys. How are you? Doing well. Your initial reaction when the Mavericks made these moves for P.J. Washington and Daniel Gafford compared to what you've seen through two games? Um, it's about what I thought it would be. I mean, I think Gafford's actually been a little bit better, maybe even than I thought he'd be. I knew he was really good uh, playing on a bad team, but I didn't re- realize that the, he could be this impactful this soon. Um, you know, Washington's career has been very up and down when he's good, like he was on Saturday. He's really, really good. Uh when he's not kind of in the game like he was last night, um, he's, uh, you know, he's a, he's a work in progress. I mean, I, th- I think he was the far more controversial of the trades, uh, even though he probably is the player that the Mavericks really need to be able to produce uh, from. Um, you know, they, they, they gave up a, a first-round pick, another pick, which is, you know, okay. I, I really don't necessarily have a problem with that. I mean, there's every, everything about P.J. Washington's attributes scream that he should be a roaring success, and especially in this system. Um, you know, we'll see if, uh, if he ultimately is that player. I, there's certainly a chance that he will be. Um, uh, and and if for no other reason than he's so happy to be home that uh, I think ultimately it's it's really going to help him and settle him down. But Gafford has just been out of sight here in two games. Yeah, I'm sitting here watching. I'm like, what was the cost again? And I was like, I know it's a first-round pick, Chuck, but why weren't more teams falling over themselves? He shoots pretty decent from the line. He seems to be a good dude. He talked about doing all the trash. He's athletic. He's big. He's blocking shots. Were you surprised there wasn't, like, even more interest? In Gafford? Yes. Just in Gafford, uh, n- n- not necessarily because, again, the, the center in many ways has been legislated out of the game. Yeah. Um, but from the Mavericks standpoint, the, the Mavericks have been such a bad rebounding team really for two years now that, uh, you know, Luka needed help there. Luka was the only real rebounder they had. And, uh, and Gafford obviously gives them another guy along with Lively and actually provides protection for Lively because, let's face it now, now, Lively's had three major injuries this year that's uh, forced him to miss uh, about 17, 18 games. Uh, 
that's a lot of games to miss. Um, and uh, if you go back to the Mavericks championship season of 2011, uh, they had both Tyson Chandler and Brendan Haywood. I mean, they had two legitimate centers that they could always play 48 minutes with a big if they needed to, or if the game sizes down like it did last night, and you know they uh, the Wizards took Marvin Bagley and, and Holmes out of the game, and they played Kuzma at the five. Well, then you have Maxi Kleber there to be able to play the five. So uh, it ele- it certainly allows Jason Kidd a lot more versatility uh, and a lot more rim protection. And basically, let's face it too. I mean, you've got twelve fouls to use from those two guys. And um, at least you know to this point, Gafford hasn't really been a foul issue. But there's no reason for either one of those guys, uh, Gafford or Lively, to not be as aggressive as possible. Chuck Cooperstein, voice of the Mavs, joins us here, 105 through the fan. Um, how does this change their ceiling? Uh, and their, 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 yeah, their ceiling, their chances to win the title or the West? Well, I mean, I, I don't know the answer to that. I think they're, I, let's put it this way they're a better team now than they were before the trades. I mean, I think that's the best way to answer it. Um, you know, they won't be able to play the Clippers anymore this year, they don't play Minnesota anymore this year. Uh, you know, that series is over. They got one more game with Phoenix uh, coming up with the first game out of the all-star break. Um, you know, they've got a couple of games up in Oklahoma city, including the last game of the year, which probably doesn't mean anything. So, you know, what we take from uh, the series of Oklahoma city, you know, they got down 30 in one game. They didn't play with Kyrie in that one. And then they almost won, probably should have won. And then they beat him by 35 the other day. What does that mean? Um, I mean, it basically what it shows is that they're certainly capable of beating anyone. And and they can do it maybe with more than just simply uh, shock and awe of of great three point shooting. You know, last night they they were bad last night for a lot of that game. They shot under forty five percent for the game, and I haven't looked this up yet, but there have not been many games this year that the Mavericks have won uh, when they shot below forty five percent. I know they've only won one game all year when they shot below forty. Uh, so. Their defense has improved. Uh, they're in a really good run right now in that area. So th- it's not like they need 120 points to win anymore. And to me, that's the most hopeful sign of all. Because when you get to the playoffs, you're not going to be able to, to win, even in this uh, souped-up NBA, uh, just scoring 120 a night. That's just not going to happen. What happened with Grant here? Um, he seems to be doing all right in Charlotte already two games in. But what was the main reason it didn't work? just think he lost his confidence. He just, you know, he started out great. Listen, if we, if we were having this conversation 15 games of the year, I mean, we wouldn't be having this conversation because he, he looked like the player that the Mavericks made the big deal for. I mean, he shot the three-pointer great. He was guarding people. He was leading. He was active. He was, you know, had a little edge to him, which the, the team definitely needed. Um, and then he just started missing. And missing begets missing. You know, some people are able to overcome it. You look at a guy like Tim Hardaway. I mean, he was awful last night. But, you know, uh, tomorrow night against San Antonio, he, instead of going to whatever he went last night, uh, what was he? Uh, he was uh, 2 of 13 last night and 1 for 7. He might go 8 for 13 tomorrow night and 5 for 7, right? I mean, that's, that's just him. You know, other than a few games, uh, you know, the Sacramento game most notably, uh, Grant just – he just lost his confidence offensively, and I think – it forced him to lose his confidence defensively. And he got to the point where it was just, it became very difficult for the coach to play him. 
Chuck, speaking of confidence defensively, it seems like there's a lot of confidence right now from Luka Doncic, the way that he's playing defense. We've, we've seen a bunch of different metrics that are saying he's been an improved defensive player. I know that Luka recently talked about that with J.J. Redick. How big of a, a boost do you think it's been to get the improved defense from Luka this season? Huge. I mean, the game play, is played at both ends of the floor. It's, this is not like football. This is not two platoons or Iowa women's basketball where the ball, where you never cross <laughs> half court. Okay. I mean, you, you got to play both ends and uh, it's difficult for the superstar who's being asked to score as much as Luca has been asked to score uh, to, to make an attempt at that end of the floor. But to his credit, he absolutely has. Uh, it points to his conditioning uh, in, in much better condition this year than probably at any time in his career. Uh, you know, he has a whole team around him now, a nutritionist and a strength and conditioning person who, you know, who work you know, with the Mavericks to make sure that the, everything is uh, on the same page. And I, I just think it shows he wants to win. He's all about winning, and he'll do what he has to do. I mean, how many times has he gone to the floor you know, to try to make sure that uh, you know, a, a possession is saved or that the, the Mavericks actually you know, get a ball that maybe they wouldn't have gotten a, a year ago? Um, it's what's, it, re, it really is what superstars do. And uh, I think ultimately it is going to uh, have a major payoff. And I think we're starting to see that now because the Mavericks finally have gone on a, a fairly significant winning streak, their longest winning streak of the year. And, you know, we, we talk about the defensive side, but offensively, obviously, that was the, the big thrust of the Kyrie Irving trade a year ago. We're a little past a year uh, of that deal being made. What is your general thought on, on how this pairing has worked out on offense between Luka and Kyrie? It's been great. Anybody want to say it's not great? <laughs> tell me, and if you want to say it's not great, tell me why it's not great. I mean, it takes tons of pressure off of Luca. Uh, you know, he has somebody else to, you know, bring up the ball and get get them into their offense. And I mean, Kyrie, when he plays, and you know, that's obviously been an issue through the years. And uh, it's been an issue here for, uh, you know, certainly this season. He's had a couple of pretty significant injuries, but when he plays, he is an offensive wizard. He, I mean, there is no little guy, you know, six two or under that I've ever seen that has the ability to finish at the rim the way he does. Maybe Isaiah Thomas did back in the day uh, for the Pistons, but he he's just incredible in how he does it. Uh, he gets to where he wants. His handle is ridiculous, and he's been a really good teammate. Uh, I mean, I think he he and Luca uh, they seem to get along really well, uh, and I think you know they're they're both looking. Uh, for the one thing that, that everybody wants. And obviously Kyrie had it once a long time ago now in 2016. I think he wants to show that uh, he can get another one. And obviously we all uh, believe, not just here in Dallas, but uh, else throughout the NBA, that at some point Luka is he's going to win an MVP and he's going to win a title. And, you know, why not now? I mean, I, I don't see anything to suggest that th this doesn't work and, and – that comes from the eye test, and that also comes from the metrics. I mean, they're really good together. Coop, you mentioned there off the court how, how it's worked out well, you know, among his teammates. Why do you think it's worked out better here, or, or, or we haven't seen those same sort of issues, I guess, to this point for Kyrie that, that he has had in other spots? Well, I think there are several things here. Number one, uh, he's not playing with LeBron. He's not in fishbowl cities like Boston. And, uh, and New York, I mean, here in Dallas, Ma the Mavericks are pretty well ignored. Uh, you know, personally, uh, they don't get the fishbowl treatment. Uh, the Cowboys get the fishbowl treatment here. Uh, so 
really, you know, with all due respect to what we're all doing here right now and, uh, you know, what happens during the course of the regular season, nobody really pays attention until the playoffs. Nobody does. It's not like the Cowboys where it's uh, 24 hours a day, 365 days a year. Right. So he can just go and do and be his thing and, and be him. Uh, you know, I think he's got a great relationship with Jason Kidd. You know, the fact that uh, he admired Kidd as a kid, grew up a Nets fan in northern New Jersey uh, when the Nets were good and Kidd was taking them to the NBA Finals. And uh, he's had a long-term relationship with Miko Harrison, too. So I think the, the pieces are all in place for him to have a really – successful run and you know i know there will be the skeptics who are just waiting for the other shoe to drop and who knows maybe it will at some point but there's nothing to suggest right now that it will voice of the mass chuck cooperstein here on 105.3 the fan chuck did you see or hear what spencer dimwitty had to say and why he chose the lakers over the mavericks and if you did hear it what did you think of the comments i didn't hear it peyton let's play it for chuck cooperstein I'll give y'all something funny that I told, told my people because I'm fairly candid. Um, the two situations kind of felt like this, right? Let's say you were a kid and you got your ass whooped by the bully. That was going to be like your mama being like, it's okay, baby, don't worry about it. Lakers are like, your dad, now nah, you better go out there and, and fight till you win. You feel me? And I just felt like that was what I needed at the time. You feel me? So um, I'm a big believer in kind of doing what you need to do at whatever time it is. And so that's how I felt about it. What do you think, Chuck? I'm not sure I understand what the hell he's trying to say. There's, you know, Spencer was always a great interview um, when he was here. Uh, what he's saying, there's no accountability here. Is that what he's saying? I mean, I, I, I don't, I don't know. I mean, is there accountability in, with the Lakers right now? I mean, you know, the Lakers have what? The Lakers have one title in uh, in. They have, you know, they won their last title a year before the Mavericks won their title. I mean, what's what's going on here? You know, they. They got LeBron, and you've you got the fishbowl existence with LeBron and the passive aggressiveness of, of LeBron. Uh, I, I, he's from L.A. The bottom line is he wanted to go home. Yeah. All right? The Mavericks made a heck of a run to try to get him in here because Jason Kidd uh, and Nico Harrison want a lineup that has three ball handlers and just make you really difficult to, uh, to defend when, you're up, when you have the ball. Um, but, hey, he made the call. Uh, the Mavericks and Lakers don't play each other anymore this year. Uh, so from, from my standpoint, there's really nothing to worry about. Chuck, thank you so much for the time. We appreciate it. Looking forward to the second half of this season and having you on again. Thank you. Thanks for having me guys. Take care. The voice of the Mavericks, Chuck Cooperstein on the DNM leasing hotline here on DFW sports station. Uh, what does RJ Choppy have in common with Alyssa Milano? Uh, love is dead. And are they going to ruin the most exciting sports event in the country? Next. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. 
So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 0-2, two outs. Here's the pitch. Swinging a ball. Hit in the air to left field. That one's back. Alvarez turns, looks out of here! A grand slam for Marcus Simeon! And the Rangers have opened this one up. Houston, we have liftoff. And the Rangers lead six to nothing. Style it back a little bit, Sailor. That's a little that's a little much. You're getting a little Gus Johnson y and Whoa. you're gonna be on TV Whoa. now. Let's uh let's pull it back a little bit, Jared. We 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 need uh we need more even. Gus is great in same with Harlan in a big, big game. That's look, the key. That's look, what you want to be. Nolan Ryan fired Josh Lewin for that. I don't energy. feel pressure. Pull it back, Jared. Jared Sandler <laughs> is going to be doing that play by play for some select Oh, now you want to clap for him. No, I do. Genuinely, I love Jared. Congratulations. I just troll Jared, like, all the time. Jared that's what I did. Sandler is going to be doing some TV play-by-play when Dave Raymond is not. And our very own Mike Bassick is going to be doing about 45 games to help replace C.J. Nikowski on Bally TV this upcoming year. That is awesome. It's very cool for them. Uh, them both. Uh, listen, as, as much as Sandler has you know, robbed me of, of my play-by-play opportunities. When is yours again? Oh, yes, uh, February 22nd. That's nine days from now. Nine days. Have you prepared? I mean, I watched a game of theirs. (laughs) Of which one? Yeah. I don't remember who they played. Which team did you watch, though? Tarleton State. I watched Tarleton game. It was on... uh ESPN Plus or something like that, or I'm, I want you to know I'm going to this game, and I'm dude. They, they told me they said if Bobby wants to go, they will set him up directly behind me. Do it. Really? I'm yes. going now. They will. They will set you up. Uh, now on. You going, Peyton? You coming with me? I know Sean's not. Sean's not going to do that. But Peyton will come with me. I bet. Oh yeah, let's do it. It's like five hours from where Peyton lives. We're doing <laughs> it, bro. <laughs> That's what he used to drive for dates. Yeah, it's yeah. true. No, you guys yeah, more than welcome to come. You guys want to come? I'm come in. with. We got a call. I got a call with the uh, the coaches coming up next week. Wow! You got because they, they, you know you, they they give you access, right? They give you an interview with with both of the coaches. So we're gonna do a, a Zoom call um, Thursday night. I'm in. Yeah, the Thursday. Fa- next Thursday night. I'll take the next day off. I'll be fine. It's uh, what you call? I'll run the board and and co-host. It'll be good. <laughs> so what's that gonna be broadcast on? It'll be on ESPN Plus. Wow! So you'll be what? able to watch it on the app. Um, I assume. Uh, but yeah, I got uh, I got to get my suit. Clean, not dry cleaned, clean because it stinks. I got it dry clean last time. It still smell like onions. Uh, so I've got I got my cowboy hat ready. Is this the wedding suit you wore? You're gonna uh, wear a cowboy yeah. hat? Yeah, I'm wearing. I, got, I bought a felt cowboy hat. Not felt like a um, it's a winter cowboy hat, right? Okay. It's a winter one. You got the, you got the straw one, and then you got the, the suede winter one. It, I call it felt, but it's suede. So Jared Saylor and Mike Bassick will be doing some select television. For Rangers on Bally, it's going to be another year on Bally TV. And, of course, we are your home, your radio home of the World Series champs. So congratulations to the fellas. I'm excited. Bassing make it through all 45.
He does not. <laughs> no. <laughs> nope. It, it'll be the it'll be the first time that he uh, calls like uh, he, he just calls somebody a fart knocker yep. or or just like you know says like you mentioned earlier. I heard G where you like he'll be like I, I just take out his kneecap. Yeah, that's what I do. I, I destroy his knee. The and, police uh, are on their way, mofos. <laughs> you, could you imagine? <laughs> <laughs> I, I will say, and, and I mean this genuinely, like I think Jared's great on play-by-play, and I think Mike is. Mike made me realize how, Mike always makes me realize how little I understand baseball when he talks about it. Yeah. When he gets really in-depth, when he starts talking about, oh, when it's this count, and you take this lead off, and you t- and you move people around here, it's like, I don't understand half of what Bassett gets about this. Like, nowhere yeah. even close. And so I always really appreciate him, and I think this will be a good, good medium for him to show that off more. Well, he's a baseball genius, just ask him. Uh, yeah. So, congratulations to Mikey I mean, B and he has, Jared. He has to be a baseball genius getting in the majors with his stuff. So, <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wow. Well done. Changes are coming to next year's Phoenix Open in the midst of the chaos. Man, okay. So, this is, first of all, they had to stop not only alcohol sales, but also admissions. Because there's a general admission walk-up. Uh, that you can go through with this uh, to get into the uh, Waste Management Phoenix Open. But, uh, like I said, they were forced to stop all that alcohol, all the people coming in, and now the director of the organization that hosts the Phoenix Open told the Golf Channel uh, the tournament is already fixing the issues that plagued the latest one. They're going to change how they allow the the, the participants to get into the building uh, they're going to have to alter the alcohol uh, availability. It was so bad. Players were fighting with the fans, or fans actually were heckling the players. Players were getting mad. The caddies were getting mad at them. We had guys sitting there on stools, and you could see them just urinating themselves <laughs> all over the the, the like these these. Um, if you put it to a vote, do you think that the PGA Tour would vote to that they still like it or change it? Oh, they like it. They they the like players. It. Players generally, from what I've heard, like the Phoenix Open. They enjoy the atmosphere because it's different. It's very, very different than what they're normally used to. It does get out of hand. And when you try to facilitate, see, the PJ, the Waste Management Open doesn't, doesn't like, they don't look the other way on these issues. They facilitate them. They want the party on the 16th hole. They want the party everywhere. They want this to be like, hey, we're different. This is not a regular golf event. And that's why it draws bigger crowds than anybody else. But they had 150,000 people. Um, so they're going to find ways to to change this up. They haven't announced exactly what they're going to do. But it's going to be with a reduction of, of availability of certain alcohol and events. So Tolo Brian Stevens hit me up and said, um, I went on Saturday. It was definitely an S show. And I asked him, is there anything they can do to fix it or do they need to? He said, I think a big problem was a large amount of tickets were not scanned at the gate. Not sure why. But that meant a lot of unexpected people got in. Just too many people, all drunk, of course. I'm thinking next year that gets fixed. Yeah. There's a road that they have outside of it where they just kind of open the gate. Right? And it's just a general admission. You want to get in, get in. Uh, that that was the problem. That was the problem this year. For some reason, it, it did not get monitored. And, and you had all these people that were not planned to be there that were there. And they were completely wasted. Literally waste management. Yes. I want to. I like. I mean, I, I'll be honest. I, I did 
did not have like a total awareness of the party atmosphere here until this story came out this past week. I now want to make it my mission to go to this next year. I want to go to this, this golf be event. Perfect for you. I want to tear it up. Look, you. Let's you, just make uh, the one that we're going to a Tony Faye PR like this. Yeah, the, uh, yeah, we could. Oh, do I that. will. We could do the invited classic. Absolutely, I'll we make can, it like we that. Do like that for sure. That's a celebrity one. I need the attention. Yeah. I'm gonna make it like that. Don't you worry. Yeah, I got it. So right. anyway, they're they're whatever change they're gonna make, you know. PJ Tour, it does, you know, they, they'll they'll have a say in this because you know they're gonna they're gonna decide to go there or not go there, uh, but they are gonna continue to go. That's for sure. They do love the players do like the tournament, and it gets a good field. I mean, Jordan, yeah, you had good players there. It wasn't like some of these tournaments were you know none of the top ten guys show up. No, guys show up to this. More Alyssa Milano fallout after the Super Bowl. Well, yeah, there is some more Alyssa Milano fallout. Now you remember uh, a couple weeks back. She created a GoFundMe. And I defended her. Yes, I defended her as well. This is nothing to see here. But people were upset, and this is the tweet that she posted a couple weeks back, back on January 25th. My son's baseball team is raising money for their Cooperstown trip. We've taken the Cooperstown trip. It's not it's not cheap. Each player is like sixteen to two sixteen hundred to two thousand dollars. And then it's, you know, for you and your family, you gotta rent an Airbnb or V Verbo and fly up there. It is not easy to get to. It's in Cooperstown, New York, um, she goes, any amount would be greatly appreciated. Read more about it. And she creates a GoFundMe for this 12U team. And everybody drags her saying, hey, you're worth $10 million. Your husband owns CAA or is a big partner in CAA. Gotcha you should be able to <laughs> afford this. And why don't you pay for the team? Which to we were like, it's not her job to pay for everybody else. Right. Now, now they're dragging her. Why? Because she posted a photo with her son live from the Super Bowl. And the average ticket for the Super Bowl is around eight to ten grand. And here she is at the Super Bowl. They're saying, well, why are you at the Super Bowl? Well, you can just take that money that you pay for the tickets and pay for your kids' baseball team. Again, <laughs> not her job. Not Probably because she took the GoFundMe money and used it to buy her Super Bowl tickets. As or well, her agent husband got her tickets. Yeah, CAA kind of does represent a lot of football players. That yeah. is one of the things that they have their hands in right. a little bit there. But yeah. I also understand, here's the thing, I, I, I wrestle with this. On the one hand, I absolutely agree with the general take. On the other hand, it is Alyssa Milano, and she has done nothing to build up goodwill or credibility in these sorts of disputes. And so I naturally tend towards thinking she's probably wrong. Right. So I'm at war with these two concepts. 877-881-1053 is the truckwreck.com text line. Now, more people are also going back and looking at her old stuff, and she said that, you know, she, uh, back in November of 22, she goes, I gave back my Tesla uh, because of Elon Musk, yet she's putting this thing on Twitter, which he owns to promote. And she's like, you know, like, there you go. Like, conflict like, of interest. Conflict of interest. Yeah. Uh, or that, you know, she bought other vehicles and they have a, uh, like, she bought a Volkswagen. She said, well, the Volkswagen was, you know, founded by the German labor front under the Nazi party. Yeah. Uh, but so, and people just have these complete, the lunatic comparisons to bringing up. Uh, and, and I, I look, Alyssa, dude, go ahead. Make it go fund me. It doesn't bother me. You're not responsible for the rest of your teammates. Speaking of conflict, let's see if you have any internally over the news that OJ Simpson underwent treatment for prostate cancer. The juice, um, apparently dealing with this medical issue, diagnosed with prostate cancer and was undergoing chemotherapy. According to TMZ, let's do it. <laughs> 
Yeah, that sounds like a killer. Uh, uh, oh, is, God. <laughs> you want to be a nice guy? You want to be a good yeah, guy I just, here? I don't want You're anybody. the one who wants to take a picture with him. I, I would. I don't want anybody. Listen, O.J. Simpson was found not guilty. That's all I go on. That's all I have to go on. He was found not guilty by a jury of his peers. And as far as I'm concerned, that's good enough for me. I don't want O.J. to get cancer. I like O.J.'s posts on social media. I like it that you know he calls himself yours truly, and we're just supposed to know who that is. Um, I, I, you know, but so as far as I'm concerned, like OJ didn't do it. You know how I know he didn't do it because the court, the court, the court of law said he didn't do it. That's you know, what I go you? by. Yeah, go, that, that's how you know. Look, He's out oh. there playing golf, looking for the killer every day. Look, it's one thing. <laughs> it's one thing to to have the OJ case hanging over your head. I think everything else over the last several years, like I'm going to write a book. Like if I did it, here's what I would have done though. Like, like this is how I would have, this is how I would have killed him. I gotten away with it. I, I think it's just hard to feel sympathy for him when he's essentially taunted like that for the last 25 years. Yeah. So I, I don't want anybody to get sick or anything else. Oh my gosh. It's almost actually 30 years now. In fact, it is 30 years since the yeah, 94 30 yeah. years, man. Yeah. Uh, I, I just, it's, it's, it's hard to conjure up a lot of sympathy for somebody who has been so in your face about something that felt like a, a pretty big injustice. I have zero sympathy. Uh, I hope he suffers in every way possible. I would like him to suffer even more than this. He killed two people. He got away with it. And I don't care whether it's 20 years, 30 years, 50 years. They're dead. And their family members have to deal with that misery and not getting any justice for it. So he can get cancer. He can get AIDS. He can get whatever. Uh, all of it, and I hope it 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 painfully takes him apart piece by piece uh, because he killed two people and he got away with it and he's out there golfing. So there you go, no sympathy for me. Eight seven seven eight eight one one zero five three truckwreck dot com text line here on DFW Sports Station one zero five three. The fan, the one off season move that each NFC each NFC team must make. That's next in below the belt one zero five three. The fan. Okay, picture this, it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. The great Bobby Belt. You ruined the morning show. Don't make me take off my belt. Don't make me no, take no, off my belt. We're not. Las Vegas has gone broke. Broke boy behavior. Thanks to Patty Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. More on that in just a second. Uh, first, the Dallas Cowboys have a new defensive coordinator. 
That's done. And I was starting to really panic yesterday when the Rex Ryan stuff was coming out. Not because the defense would have been awful with Rex Ryan. I, I don't know that that's the case. But it was really starting to feel like this organization was going to flub their number one choice. That they had made the selection and they were going to let logistics get in the way. Like administrative details get in the way of finishing it up. Ultimately, it gets done. Gentlemen, your confidence level in Mike Zimmer as the defensive coordinator entering this job. I mean, I, I, eight. I felt I seven, felt, eight. I mean, I th- it'd be fine. I felt really good knowing that everybody we talked to at Radio Row when we threw them the defensive coordinator names, they all universally pretty much were saying Zimmer's the guy. Like that's the guy that would make the most sense for them. Yeah, I'm at like eight and a half. Uh, I'm hoping that there's attitude correction around here. Look, two or three years ago. A year ago, if we asked who would you rather have as defensive coordinator, Mike Zimmer or Dan Quinn, we all would have said Dan Quinn. Sure. You you know, mm-hmm. like so let's not act like Mike Zimmer is this great, no doubt, improvement. Dan Quinn did a very, very nice job here. And Mike Zimmer, after two or three years, if he's still here, he's gonna have his faults that we all pick and point out like we did Chris Richard, like we did Calamore, like some people do with Mike McCarthy. I just like that he is a hard ass because I am tired of these guys talking. And I'm tired of the lack of discipline, and I'm tired of the stupid penalties out there on the field. And if Mike McCarthy is not going to fix it, then hopefully Mike Zimmer does, at least on one side of the ball. Do you think there is any chance, and this is not a, this is just me throwing this question out there, so uh, anybody who gets upset by this, you can throw the blame at me. Do you think there is any chance that Mike Zimmer is somebody that Mike McCarthy has to be concerned with this season of just like, hey, got to watch over my shoulder in case I start struggling because this guy might be coming for my job. I don't think Mike Z- Mike Zimmer is not coming for anybody's job. I think he'd like the job. I no, think anybody okay, would like I, the I think, job. I think everybody on the coaching staff would like the job. But Mike McCarthy has – it's a very clear situation that he is under. He needs to win or he is going to be fired. Now, what level of winning is up to Jerry Jones? Is it the NFC – getting the NFC Championship game, win the Super Bowl – Winning 15 games in the year. Who knows? Whatever the whatever that number is in Jerry's mind. But it ain't for Mike Zimmer. If Mike Zimmer is the coach of this Cowboys team next year, I will lose my mind. Well, here's what I'll say. Why? I think it's just, I mean, like. He's got a pretty decent track record of success. I mean, he obviously doesn't want a Super Bowl, but I mean, his teams were generally competitive. Well, considering that there'd be other guys out there, if you want Bill, if you want Vrabel, if you want, I mean, Mike Tomlin, if he's available. Like I would not want Mike Zimmer as my head coach. That to me, you want to talk about an uninspiring head coaching hire from from my perspective. That's Mike Zimmer. The only way that McCarthy needs to be worried, I mean, Mike Zimmer feels like an assistant. Mike Vrabel would not have felt like an assistant with the noise and all of us on the radio and in the media locally talking. The only way this gets really really loud for Mike is if this defense allows like ten points a game, and the Cowboys' offense is scoring like. 13, 16 points yeah. a game. And Mike's offense. Very possible with Mike's offense. Mike Carton, yeah, well, not it. last year. Got your boy uh, second MVP. Uh, <laughs> so acknowledge it. Um, <laughs> but if McCarthy's offense struggles and they're winning games like 10-7 or losing games 13-10, then it will get louder for Zimmer. But I don't think he needs a, I don't think he needs to worry about Zimmer sharpening the knife. Here, here's, here's what I think is yeah, not sharpening the knife. I think that's a good distinction. Here's what I think is where there might be some level of discomfort. If Joe Witt Jr. would have gotten the job, 
if they would have just elevated him, he didn't get taken to Washington. I don't know that the Cowboys look at it as there's an obvious interim head coach if things go sideways. Yeah. They, I think they feel like, oh, Zimmer could absolutely fill out no the doubt. rest of the season. Oh, for sure. The rest of the season. Is so the so I, yeah, I think no that, that that puts pressure on Mike to perform in season. He's not going to have a lot of opportunity, I don't think, to turn it around if they struggle out of the game. It should put zero additional pressure on I mean, I get what you're saying. Yeah, it's more pressure than if it was Joe Witt. Um, it is. But, look, man. That is down the list. That should be down the list on what Mike McCarthy is worried about. This is get me anything you can. Broadus told me he said if I was Mike McCarthy, I'd be lighting up the front office. Go shopping. You better go shopping mm. and spend a lot this off season because this is survival mode. Although with Jerry Jones, who knows? You talking about you got to get to this, you got to get to that. All that stuff's out the window to me because all of it is talk. All of it is yap. All of it is we'll hot air. Yeah, all in. All of it. It means nothing to me. He kept Jason Garrett around way longer than he should have, and it would not surprise me if they get embarrassed, if they miss the playoffs. It would not shock me if Mike McCarthy stuck around too because that seems to be the easy sailing that Jerry and Steven would take. I did ask uh, Broadus yesterday. They have lost all, all argument with me, all debate when it comes to that teetering discussion of how bad do they really, 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 really want to win? Does it burn them? Will they do Everything possible to really go all in. All the benefit of the doubt for me, I've tried to hang on for 12, 13 years and fight Bassick on it and argue. Um, and I'm not saying that they don't want to win, but I'm not going to fight it and say, I'm, I'm not going to argue and say they want to win like the Warriors owner, that they try to go all in all the time like Philadelphia does. I'm not going to fight that fight for them anymore. Not that they give a rat's ass or care, but I don't, I don't believe it. It's all hot air. It's all talk. I mean, I, I'd love it. Look, if you want to get this fan base excited, if they are concerned about that at all, they they didn't do any of that with the coaching staff, so they would have to do something in free agency. I don't know that they will. I, I just I, I don't. Oh, you were writing about Chris Jones last night. I would look. I, I I'd love to bring Chris Jones in here. You talk about like the what they've wanted at defensive tackle for years. You can free up the money to do it. If they are going to give Dak an extension, we are going to cost. Uh, well, that's the thing. If you yeah. give Dak an extension, well, and that's we, a good thing you could take advantage because Chris Jones, I don't think, knows what he's doing negotiating wise when you saw what he came back to the Chiefs for that holdout. Maybe you can get him on a sucker deal. May, maybe so. And and look, he uh, look, he's been in the locker room with Dak Prescott, Hale State, Mississippi State Bulldogs, both of them. Uh, maybe he's going to say, look, that's that's the ki- type of competitor I want to be around. Screw Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> I want this guy. I, I want to be right here. Basic is so good. Donovan Mitchell is leading a team to an NBA championship. That's NBA Dak in 2024. Wow. Donovan Mitchell. Wow. See it happening? That's pretty. See what happening? That's Bobby. Yeah, I could see that happening. Dak leading. I, I could see Dak winning multiple titles. He, he passes the confetti test, as they say. The, uh, the, 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 the can, can you envision confetti raining down on his head? And the answer is yes. Is there anyone that fails that test? Um, yeah, I, I think that, uh, like Andy Dalton, I could never see. Confetti oh, you mean Troy Aikman? Yeah, that meme better, was better going not. Around? Better numbers of Troy Aikman. That yeah. meme was going around the yeah, other day. I saw, I saw that. No, uh, uh, by the way, Below the Belt is brought to you by Johnson and, Fi- and Johnson Fitness and Wellness Home Fitness Equipment Stores. I had asked Broadus yesterday as a guy who worked for several years with Mike Zimmer, like, hey, we all know the Dan Quinn. Like, oh, he like, you know, the Seattle tall corners. Oh, they like this. They like that. I asked him, I was like, what's the, what does he like in players? Is there some specific, like, non-negotiable for him with players that we should be aware of? And Broda said he is a guy who likes length at corner. He's like, he needs guys who can press. And so he likes long physical corners. He wants press man corners. He also said he thinks that there's very little chance he would use Marquise Bell the way Dan Quinn did. 
He doesn't think that he believes that Marquis good. Bell, like like he's fine using short linebackers. He wants bulky linebackers though. He wants guys who have some you know some Girth. pop to him. And so he doesn't. He said he'd be more likely. He, he thinks he'd like Marquis Bell, but he thinks he'd be more likely to use him. Hey, I want to use him in a safety role. I don't want him up here playing in the linebacker. So that is where things stand there. Vegas lost a ton of money on this yeah, Super Bowl, apparently. Uh, the Las Vegas Review Journal has an article yesterday. Mahomes money for Super Bowl betters. Books lose millions on the OT prop. Uh, so the vice president of Westgate Superbook said we lost on the game itself. It was a big swing for us with the Chiefs winning. We needed the 49ers going into it. Uh, Caesar Sportsbook and BetMGM also needed the 49ers, despite each book taking $1 million wagers on San Francisco and lost on the side and money line. Uh, Caesar's vice president said the game was good for the customers. The Sharps were on the 49ers and the public was on the Chiefs. It was a great comeback by the public on the game, and they also lost a ton on this OT prop. It says books suffered a multi-million dollar loss on the game going to overtime, a popular prop that paid out nine to one. Caesars lost seven figures alone on the prop, though the average bet on it was $16. That was probably the biggest prop payout since I've been here, said the vice president of Caesars. What was the prop? I'm sorry. Nine to one to go to overtime. And they oh. lost on that. More well. than, And I bet the conspiracy theorists bet on it after Sean McManus, the CBS chairman, ESPN sent this out. I don't know if you said this, Bobby. Forgive me. I was coughing. More than $185 million was bet on the game. The sports books took in $6.8. 7000000 they took in, and 185 was bet. They got annihilated. And that was at what casino you said? I think it was just overall. Oh, no, because like, there was $24 billion bet on this game. Oh. Uh, it says. Now, that, that may be uh, including offshore books as well. Um Offshore doesn't count. <laughs> but, I mean, look. Nevada sports books. It says record 185 okay. million bet. All right. So, this is the, this is, I got, I got a little beef with Vegas here. Vegas is. They have 182 sports books there in the state. 182 books. They squeaked out 6.8 mil. There's 182 books, and they only got $185 million bet on the game. That seems really low. Maybe nobody felt okay. good about it. Nobody felt good about yeah. the bets. Okay. Um, so, but Vegas, I don't I don't know what the hell they were doing this year. If Ed has brought this up, serves them right for, you know, giving the best quarterback in the league points. But Mahomes was a dog to Allen, a dog to Lamar, a dog to Purdy. Goff was a dog to Purdy. Love was a dog to Purdy. Uh, like, you had the better quarterbacks being dogs to, to a lot in this postseason. And it bit them every single time. Well, they, Whether they won the game or not, it still bit them because they didn't cover. They they got apparently crushed on the props. Because like I said, it, was, it wasn't yeah. just the overtime one. Caesars also had to pay out 12-1 to 1 on a non-quarterback throwing a touchdown pass when Jawan Jennings threw the touchdown. Woo! And so Caesars said that was bad, but they said it was nothing compared to the overtime where they got a lot of money in on that. Which I'm interested, why would it have been 9-1 to 1 when it's such a coin flip game? Like if you have it as a two-point line... Why wouldn't you hedge a little there, Chuck? Good question. I, I I don't know why they would go down that road. Uh, probably because they wanted action. And they were taking the chance that it wasn't going to end in a tie. Because, I mean, think about it. I mean, there's not a tie game every week in the league. I'm ha- I mean, I, this makes me happy. Like, OJ getting cancer. Oh, 
uh, that they're getting wrecked. I hope they get destroyed and wrecked. They take all of our money. They cheat us. It's a rigged game. So I love hearing stories like this. They get annihilated. NFL.com had a story, the one-off season move for each NFC team, and they kind of roll through just some different options there. Uh, they think the you know the Panthers, for the love of God, save Bryce Young, help him out, stockpile more weapons in Chicago, those different ones. The number one move for the Dallas Cowboys isn't even an acquisition. NFL.com says the top priority for the Dallas Cowboys, you need to get rid of Michael Gallup. They say cut Michael Gallup. It says if the Cowboys are to go all in, as Jerry Jones insisted, they'll need to find the ammo outside of redoing Dak Prescott's contract. Dallas can create $9.5 million in cap space by designating Gallup as a post-June 1 cut. Uh, talks about that the wide receiver put up uh, production that was not even replacement level uh, and not worth a $13.85 million cap hit. The Cowboys love to hang on to their own players for far too long, but if Jerry Jones is going to make a splash this offseason, he'll have to make some tough decisions first, and that includes cutting Michael Gallup. Newey Scruggs. Let me name names. Newey Scruggs. David Hellman. RJ Choppy. The Michael Gallup Defenders. I think you lost this one. I think it's over for MG. What's the cut? What's the salary? $9.5 million in cap savings if you post June 1. Pretty significant. Oh, yeah. They're going to post for sure. All right. Final hour. Tolo Tuesday here on DFW Sports Station. RJ says, man, it's not looking good next year for Darren Woodson either. And do we need to get back the Mavs first round pick to get Bronny? Final hour. Tolo Tuesday after this. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.